Anyways, let's, um, you want to talk about The Boys Season 2, Episode 7? The Boys, yeah, so let's, let's do it. This is, I'll say this. Go ahead. My favorite episode of the, of the season. Same here. We'll start off with that. Same here. Yeah. One of my, my, and I think I told you right after I watched it, like, probably one of my favorite episodes in the series. One of them. I can't. You may or may not be there yet, but. I can't. Oh, it's hard for me to say. It's really hard for me to say. I think, okay, let's say this. Uh, everything we felt that was coming came or is in the verge of coming. Yes. We we knew, we knew shit was going to go. The setup? Yeah. Shit, yeah. No, shit hit the fan. Absolutely. And we call, I like, it's not that hard to call on the episode before the season finale that shit's going to go down, but like, we... we <laughs> No, we're geniuses. We're prophets for calling shit to hit the fan in the se- season, semi-season finale. Obviously, of the show. people should we're start prophets. paying us now. Yeah. Um, sponsor. Where's the sponsor? That yeah, Come on. please sponsor us. We have an estimated audience size of fifteen. Let's go. That's a wide range audience. Give us twenty bucks and hey, we'll. We're, we're we're worldwide. We're worldwide. Yeah, true. We are worldwide. Yeah. We have a... fifteen on worldwide. Um, my my family in India. Chinese family in Hungary. Well, shout out to all of you yeah shout out to Mate. i don't think he listens to this but um <laughs> such a weird shout out <laughs> some guy who may or may not be listening just out there living his never life never talked to him in my probably, entire fucking life and probably hucking down a tree right now in hungary what no he lives in budapest he's not some country guy i think he lives oh, in okay, budapest that's just what i imagine i don't know he travels the world a lot apparently so that's cool yeah. hopefully he watches our podcast quite and then spreads the word to all the hostels he stays at yes um, yes i would say yeah this is the strongest episode in the season uh, but i mm. love the first season so much it's hard for me to uh, I, well, I, yeah i think i gotta rewatch the first season to see it comparatively i did rewatch the but, first season relatively right before, yeah, this. right before this and the first season is so yeah. strong i i'm not saying that the second season is weak but the first season is... Cons- but this is this is the high mark of the second season. Yes. This is the episode that will be, I think, remembered. Uh, if episode, the last episode doesn't go all out. Which, here's a trend I find, just getting a little off track. But I'm finding that almost always the second last episode of any ser- like show is the best episode. Which is usually episode seven or something. Like... Uh, it's always the second last episode. It's never this finale itself because the finale is supposed to be like cliffhanger or whatever, set up the second season and resolve and conclude things. But this, they always like, I'm not going to say they in general as every show does this, but shows are really nailing it on, on their, on a, they're delivering on the second last episodes and making you really pay attention to what's about to come. That was super off track going nowhere, but I just had to say it. This was a, Let's get into this episode. Yes. From the opening, right from the opening, right? Go ahead. What an opening. What a fucking opening. Quite. Say that. Yes. It was, um, oh, fuck, what was it? Jog My Memory? It was like a short film set in the universe of the boys. That's what it Oh, was. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The, that was... It completely in a different tone than anything we've seen in the show. Did you get that feel, too? Um just tonally like it was different well, i thought these guys the were documenting my life at first because the way that guy lived his life is the way i'm living my life right now but have i lost you have i lost your training 
Have I lost you? One. I think I got you. Did you got me back? I got you, I got you. Fuck's sakes. 106.55. Write that down somewhere. I don't know. Um. Anyways, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, it felt like they were making a documentary about how I'm living my life right now. Because the way that guy lived his life was kind of like the way I'm living my life. Just get up, headphones yeah. on, try to smile at a girl. Doesn't smile back. Go on my computer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's, it, it's a nice commentary on like the overconsumption of media sources propaganda and how you like and propaganda or, and how yeah. you're getting pulled from one way to the other and you're just i don't know it's easy yeah, to like get how, how routine in the routine of like the shit that we're going through yeah that's a good comparison just to like life we're going through now because i feel like not just you i think a lot of people are would relate to that i think that episode was designed to or not that episode that scene is designed uh so you see yourself almost in in that not everybody but i think i also saw a bit of myself in that situation where it's it's kind of like how how a normal person or a seemingly normal person with normal life or whatever right who his problem might just be that he consumes social media too much or he listens to the media too much exactly that's probably the guy's problem exactly and that's maybe the differentiating line that the show is kind of putting out or at least right in the first scene is like really pay attention to what you're consuming what what facebook is showing you facebook is the fucking worst I'll tell you that i right don't now. use facebook, you, facebook at all um I'll t- here's the weird thing right so just not to get too political right but like i'm not i'm not any leaning in any pro- political direction like i don't even understand that shit. you're apolitical and faith um i guess so maybe i don't know what that means but maybe yeah, it means maybe. you don't like you're not like into politics you don't pick sides you're you're just you just sort of observe. Not that I'm not into politics, I, I pay attention to politics, but I don't. Yeah, I don't pick sides. I think the idea, of, I like I may pick a side, but I'm I'm not gonna say I'm a Democrat for life, bro. I'm always voting Democrat because fuck the Republicans. Like no, that that's also stupid. Anyways, uh, what was I saying? I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I guess not decided in the realm of politics, but Facebook wants to like constantly just throw at me these turning point usa and ultra conservative videos that are just spewing out nonsense really like i'm unbiased and i'm telling you like a lot of the shit i see is nonsense on facebook um and it's a lot of it's like oh yeah fuck the ultra pussy lefties and like Hmm. as if like they think like i'm susceptible to this kind of information right like this type of brain here's the thing i think facebook it's weird facebook takes stuff that they think will be inflammatory towards you and they promote it towards you as a way for engagement it's so fucked up what they do with the algorithm yeah it's 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 probably the most corrupted algorithm of like any of the modern day algorithms uh, i think twitter right? i like think twitter's just as bad you think twitter's worse yeah i i don't i haven't figured out yet how twitter can be manipulative though from from like the twitter level right like i don't know twitter feels almost like it's its own mind of its own that's just doing its thing. But Facebook feels like there's a guy on the other end of that that is that knows I'm the guy, like who I am mm-hmm. behind my phone or computer and is thinking to himself in his private little room, here's the bullshit I'm going to give him today so that he decides something that I want him to decide or whatever yeah. or wants me to fall in line of something yeah and this kind of like that's the, that's the whole point about this first intro part of the episode the, it's from, like, right from the first scene right from the first it's scene. like um yeah. the show has constantly been telling us like the dangers of social media the dangers of following influencers and like yeah. it's a really good commentary on 
mm-hmm. on um, what it's like to live today as like a mid-life adolescent or like a teenager. It, it's just, it's craziness. Um, and yeah. they express that fully where it's like, yeah, hey, just chill out because, you know, this is what could happen technically. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I it, They may have taken it too far at the start there i was like really at what part well when he fucking shot the guy oh that's at the end yeah oh i thought you meant like right at the start no the i meant no, at the start of yeah. the episode yeah yeah oh no they're for sure trying to make an a make a like a point like they're they're trying to make a point they're trying to put an exclamation at the end of the sentence mm-hmm. in in a way um i felt the show has been mostly apolitical to an extent where they're just they're poking fun yeah, at everybody, yeah. but this—it's self-aware. Like, yeah, this, I think this seemed a little forced in one direction, and like, like even the rally mm-hmm. afterwards was kind of like obviously a play on Trump and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm trying to escape this right now by watching your TV show. Yeah, so it was yeah. kind of annoying in that aspect, but um, but still, that, now now that you say that, I I I see it, and it's it's super obvious. Even in that back to that opening scene, right? Like they use a Hispanic uh, gas station attendant to further give the point of like immigrants or I thought he was Indian. Whatever. I <laughs> I don't think he was Indian. I I think he was. I don't think go back and check sure his name tag. I swear to God, it said Kareem or something. I don't know. <laughs> This is this is a bad look on me. If he's, if I he's think he's Indian. Indian. I could have swore he's he Indian. Could be Indian. I'm gonna search this up right now because this is gonna eat out my brain. Was the guy um, in the in the boys? No, no. I'll just say episode seven cast, and and we'll see who uh, the boys episode seven cast. And who who's this guy? You know, what's this guy's acting story? But um, anyways, even if he was Indian, whatever. They it's a visible minority, right? Like. And then right after, uh, almost a d- direct connection to that or reference to that, it's Stormfront and Homelander that at a, at a like you said, like almost like a white uh, supremacist rally. Yeah. Everybody there is white. Everybody. Uh, very obvious from the casting director is making a point there. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, uh, yeah, this the, you, that's such a good point you made. This The whole show seemed ape, like it's it's prerogatives to be come off apolitical like it's not really picking a side and i don't i don't know if i want to go as far as to say this is a matter of sides because there really is just one right or wrong here it's like you're either you're either uh supportive of this like of what stormfront is about right Mm -hmm. and maybe that's what the idea of the show is like you're you're gonna see what stormfront is saying and take that for what it is and get brainwashed or you're gonna you're gonna be on the side of like where huey's at um, and fighting for for just justice and for fighting for the right thing, right? Just fight for the morally right thing. It's like, I think a good, a really, really interesting kind of proposition in the show is like, or in this episode, sorry, is what are you fighting for, mm-hmm. um, right? And um, what's the um, the guy in the wheelchair's name again? He was the old Vought, like CEO or something. Oh, shit you know who i'm talking about yeah right? yeah, yeah. Jet, like, the, the the father whatever. figure to homelander yes yes so he's exactly he's like the reason homelander is the reason mm-hmm. he or who the guy he is basically just grow grew him up to be a, a sociopathic fuckhead so butcher had like a really fa- like amazing interaction and scene with him just 
at his just house. Just a second, before we move on, sure, I would yeah, like yeah. to place one criticism on the season, which is, okay. yeah. um, I find it like really jarring the way Stormfront went from someone who is sort of organizing protests against Vought to now holding white supremacist rallies. Yeah, and, and that's like, it's automatically bought by the by the yeah. audience. And it's just or like... by the in-universe audience. It's yeah. so jarring yeah, yeah. how like yeah. this heel turn just manifested itself and now it's just like, oh, this is normal now. It's like, what well, wasn't she like yeah. anti-Vought for a while? Well, any, I think like that's also the point. It's like any logical person paying attention would have pointed that out. But she obviously has supporters, right? Like, I don't know if that's the show being smart and again commenting on the people of today. Maybe it's not doing that. But you're right. That is, it's 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 just like a face turn or a heel turn. Very, very wrestling yeah. ways. It just kind of took you know? me out. It's for just a like bit. she she came she left the curtain yeah. feeling one way, and then she came back out of the curtain feeling the next yeah. way. Completely new different. costume, new theme music. Uh, exactly, like completely different. Yeah. Hardy Boys version 2.0. You know. Yeah. Speaking of the Hardy Boys, you know Jeff Hardy is still out here doing swanton bombs off steel ladders? Yeah, he's a fucking maniac. Dude's like 45, 50 or something? Talking about wrestling's fake. Talking about wrestling is fake, bro. Bro. I still like Matt Hardy's. Um, you should... Okay, I gotta, I gotta get you... This is like a really off tangent, but we'll get back to it right after this real quick. I gotta get you into what Matt Hardy did outside the WWE. Like once he left. Yeah, he's in AEW now. Correct. No, no, no. Like right. w- even before AEW existed. I out for that. Oh, like, okay. Even before they came back to the WWE, Matt Hardy okay. changed the wrestling game, and really? I'm not kidding. Okay. Anyways. Okay, we'll get into that. That's a different, the whole private discussion. Yeah, private discussion. A lot of that later. Anyways. Um, yeah. What were we saying before the Hardy Boys? Uh, let's let's talk about the main theme of this episode which i think you'll obviously agree with and it's very much about fathers and their relationships to their sons yeah how how fathers often fuck up their sons yes um yeah i think that that's that was the theme of this episode or just i think more than that more than even fathers it's it's the sons reconciling their father or like reconciling their relationship yeah. with their father it's like, it's more like yeah it's like but like the possibly the the sons taking on the sins of the father yeah it's it's well it's exactly that uh well, are you gonna become your dad knowing he was the biggest douchebag asshole or are you gonna go off and do something different right yeah. and we've been talking about this throughout our our the boys weekly catch-ups is and this season puts it across more than ever the parallels between Homelander and Billy the Butcher. Yeah. And this episode, it makes it more obvious. I think if it wasn't obvious enough how parallel these guys' stories are, it's like Billy now realizes it himself. Um, which is the fact that it's like they both had dickhead fathers who were overly controlling and manipulative and wanted to turn them into into war machines, essentially. Basically, yeah. For their own personal gains, like literally war machines. Uh, so that's inter- That's really interesting to me with Billy now knowing this, right? I don't think it makes him any more human to the matter of Homelander, but... No, but it's, what, it's helping right? him realize that... Yeah, it was a moment of realization, I it's guess. It's helping him realize yeah. that the soups aren't, like, just some freaks. They were, they're, they're, also, they're also people like him, right? right. So he's he sort of thought of them as sort of this disconnect from humanity, like there's something else. 
but that's not really the case. And he's learning that throughout this entire season, which is what we've been saying all along. And it's like still stacking up and it's still good to see. Mm-hmm. What else are some themes of this? I guess, um, yeah, I guess that's the biggest theme in every, not every character, but a lot of different ways that it's kind of gone about to show. There's the lamplighter arc, mini arc, I guess. Yeah. Which is a bit of a tragic arc, I would say. Right, but I'll get into how they might do some comic shit with Lamplighter still. Yeah, I, I, even I read into a bit of what goes on in the comics, so yeah, you you talk about that. I hope they don't go in that route, though, I'll say that. Really? I don't know. It, it would soften. It, I, they could make sense of it in the story, but it would, it would make that moment way less impactful, I think. Or maybe it wouldn't. Actually, maybe it, it would. Make I, it I don't want to say tragic. that either. Anyway, in the... It might it might do something though. In the comics when they find Lamplighter, he's sort of a zombie. Like he died, but like the compound V within his system rebooted his brain and now he's like a zombified human. Where it's just like eating his own yeah, shit. Eating his own shit. And it's like Jesus. So they might still be able to do that with him now. But um You're right. I, I'd be okay with them just leaving it as it is and, and staying away from the comics. But it's still fun to bring up yeah it seems like they're not really doing much of what the comics set up though no especially with black noir now it seems yeah yeah because you know about the whole twist in the comics with black noir now yeah yeah I, i'm aware yeah how he and i i still hope that they kind of did something with like they you know that's that's a that's something that's we'll say that it's something what the comics were doing but it, it it was their contingency plan essentially and um it's not that in the show anymore. No, he's... Or at least for what we think. Which is a real shame, because that could have been, like, amazing. Well, it's... It kind of... Unless they do something crazy in episode 8, it... All the mystery that had suspended me with Black Noir, like, that character in this season, I've been going on this season about him, right? Because they it seemed like they were obviously setting something up. And... It was like, oh, it's, he has a peanut allergy or something like that. Yeah, that was like that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was a good, it was a good joke, I guess, but that was it. Like this guy's like the toughest guy in the seven, or like it's still unexplained what he is or who he is, right? There's one conspiracy theory or whatever that I saw that was like he is uh, John Carlo Esposito's character, the the CEO or, or a clone is, of him, Black Noir, or his son, what? a clone or his son of him. A cloner, yeah, a cloner or something, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who knows where they'll go? Yeah. I maybe episode eight will show us. Maybe, yeah. That that could be the big. Uh, that could be the uh, cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. No. What I what I. <laughs> I think Homelander's gonna fucking lose it in episode eight. Oh, here here's the thing: father and sons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Homelander Junior. Oh. Right. Right. Yeah, we're going all over the place. Hold on. Yeah, you called that. I did call that. I yes. was wondering how they're going to bring um, Ryan back into the season, but um, the way they did it was painful to watch. I, it just oh, fucking yes. breaks my painful. breaks my fucking heart. And it's not like they're entirely wrong too. Like, but no, they are wrong because they're manipulating the kid. They're like, no, we're doing this for the wrong reasons. Well, they're doing it for the wrong and, reasons. And what pissed me off? What pissed me off is like Stormfront stepping in, like she's going to be the new mom. Right and like in front of in front of the mom. Yeah. In front of fucking. It's gotta be what, bro, what, don't being me. cucked. I would have bitch slapped like. her, but you can't. Yes, yes, very much so. 
Trust me. No. Okay. No. Don't trust I'm me. Not, I don't know. No, don't. Yeah. Let's not get it. <laughs> I'm just We're not that close, buddy. Anyways. So, yeah. No, it, it was it was an uncomfortable situation to just watch because you could feel that. Like, literally, there's tension filled there because it's two superheroes negotiating the life of... Here's an information that I didn't know, though. It's that Ryan is the first natural... Yeah, I didn't know that either, which kind of makes sense. Right? Like, I... Th- it does, like it, I guess. It, but does it? Like, that never would have happened. Compound V has been a thing for since World War II, and there would that never would have happened? No, I think they really? inject it but, into the babies or or um, right, or, but, the, or the women's wombs. But he's the first one to actually be born without the utilization of Compound V. Yeah. Because, because Homelander had a kid, like, had natural birth. But what I'm saying is, like, what, what if that happened already? Like, what if another Homelander type of superhero, what if another person with Compound V had a kid, right? There might be a bunch of Ryans out there. Uh, who knows? I but know. as far as we know, like this is the... That's the setup, yeah. First that's the setup we Natural got. birth, which is kind of like a Jesus paradox. I don't know. He's he's a he's yeah. a virgin birth. Not like in the... Son of Superman yeah. and... Uh, even, have you seen the movie Brightburn? No, but I watched, uh, I watched the kill count for it. Yeah. Oh, I, I I haven't seen anything of the movie, but like I'm sure that's a that's a fast kill count. I'm sure. Here's the thing, though, and I think this might have been Stormfront's plan all along. Was she's pretty high up in Vought, obviously, because she used to be married to the fucking guy who made the company. So she probably knew about Ryan beforehand the whole time. Yeah, and, yeah, and manipulate and as soon as homelander found out that he had a son she came into the picture and she manipulated homelander and she manipulated him into thinking that she would like to have a son with him so Mm -hmm. that he would take her to where the child is so that they could take the child and because he's the first natural birth without the use of compound v they could utilize him in some way to help stormfront make her army of soups because her whole thing is she wants to inject adults, but the adults don't take on to it easy. So there might be some secret mm-hmm. with Ryan to help her with her experimenting to create her soups. Yeah. Which is bananas, which is makes total sense. I don't know if they'll go that way. Kind of feels like they are. I, I it's uh, It sounds like it's the obvious thing to go to, which makes me feel like it's going to be something more complicated than that. I'm almost prepared from this show to think it's never as simple as we may think. Oh, God. Right? Like, you, you might have just hit an aspect, like a nail of the aspect right on its head. Mm-hmm. But, and and I, I agree with you that she, like, uh, I think Ryan was probably part of her plan in, in a bigger scheme sense. And, like, she manipulated, like, the whole train of manipulation just goes long. So, could it be, like, she just really wants a family? Like, she's just willing to do anything for this perfect and quote unquote her way perfect family um and like now at this point could be unstoppable yeah it's a like what a setup for an episode eight like a season finale though yeah because now everybody like they've essentially reunited everybody back to a common cause but at the same time uh, hold on i don't want to get right to the end that final scene yet but uh, yeah before we get there before we get to the final scene Unless, is there anything else you want to add to that? No, you go ahead. Starlight, uh, I really enjoyed her in this in this show or in this episode. Um, from like the 
confrontation with her mom, which I think was duly timed for. Like she needed to like, I think as an audience, I wanted to see a confrontation really bad and just give it to her mom, like stick it to her mom. But then we're kind of robbed of that because her mom gets the upper hand being a dumb bitch mom that she is. Um, And like, yeah, like constantly like her mom's just like fucking her over in the show. And, and it's like star is like starlight's character as a person. She's just said like, finally she's had enough and like really accepted her, how naive she was like, you know, like her, her growth is fully realized where in the last episode we were talking about how she's coming from wanting to be the superhero and idolizing the seven to now realizing what that all really means. And to now realizing where like in the grander scheme of like conspiracy of power, like world powers and, you know, racial ideology, like how she fits into the middle of that. Like when she realized that and, and kind of vocalized her fear of that, it, it made me feel like how scary of a situation that would be and for any human, mm-hmm. right? Because this is, as as much as we find it fun to think about conspiracy theories and talk so, about this or this or that or whatever, right? It's it's another thing to talk about it from the outside, but to probably, you know, to like deal with those things like corruption on a, on a huge level, like what the show is kind of on and whatever, it becomes a different battle, it, right? And like, it highlights what what are they fighting for? I'll put it into this uh, perspective. To me, that's another that's another theme of the show. It's like, what are what is the fight? What are you fighting for? Ultimately, what is good? What is the right thing to fight for? Um, and so like that's another thing that they kind of realize in this episode. I'll put it. But yeah, what were you saying? Um, she has finally realized throughout the course of this season, like her entire life's dream of of being the hero being the good guy was pretty much all for nothing and even in her current position she can do nothing nothing right yeah that's the biggest defeat but yeah. i think she it's like powerless like being powered but still powerless. I, th- I think she'll come to know though or come to realize like she can now be a hero when she's with the boys like now she's fighting the good yeah. fight so it, it it's it's a nice little run around for yeah. her which is good like arc should be wrapping up by now for the season and they are for pretty much yeah. everybody yeah yeah exactly but with like the deep in a train like i still don't know what the fuck is going on over there on that side of town you know with the church of the and covenant or whatever the hell they call it church of the light church of the collective fuck they call that church church of the collective i think hmm? the church of the collective i think Church of the Collective. I was off yeah. by a long shot. Um, Church of the Collective. Well, just some cult, right? Whatever. Like, what is their story? I don't know. That's the thing, though. I think it's going to be big now. I think it's going to be big now. Like, they're... Um, it so far has nothing to do with whatever is going on in A-plot. Right now. But I think... Except, I think for, they except might... for... Actually, no, no, no. Sorry. It is crossing. It's crossing mm-hmm. into it. They're like getting called up into into the major leagues again that type of thing i think i think they actually do have something to do with or they might have something to do with the a plot in terms of the last scene Hmm. but the last scene you're going as far as to the last scene yeah oh of of this oh i think they might have something to do with that you want a frisco yeah yeah do you want a frisco oh the fresco what what does the fresco have to do with anything? Please tell me. Well, it's okay. It here's my theory. Um, yeah. 
what's her face? What's what's the who who's the psychic girl in in the in the last episode who blew up people's heads? Uh, like Susan or yeah. something. I, I don't know her Su- name. I think Whatever. Her, we'll call her yeah, Susan. Her name's Susan. She's got the fucked up powers. Either she's got the force. Yeah, basically, either she Raider R force. Either she's um behind. Either it. she's behind it under the control of Stormfront, which. I find could, could be. be. Yep, could but be. It, they set that it's up. hard for me to think as as to why she would do that. No, but she's she's also free from the last thing. Yeah, but why would she free. do what Stormfront wants? Which is the well, she was under under. That's believable because she was in prison by Stormfront originally. Now she's free, right? So I I would cross her out of that. However, I think she still plays some role in that, but directly, I don't I don't think directly. I think. Perhaps. No, that's interesting though. That's interesting. Perhaps. This is a this is a way out there. This is probably not right. I think it'd be cool though. But the Church of the Collective sort of has their hands in everything. Um they like yeah. to control the soups and and have a in with with uh Vought and other organizations. And I think the Fresco is a way where they are able to plant explosives into their heads or something like that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Nah, that I could see it probably being it's probably that. Or it's mind control. They've talked about frescoes too much. Yeah. Or it's mind control. So, I think it might be mind control too. One of the two things. I think it's well, it's something that it's it's either been set up already, like the fresco thing, which is making me feel like it is fresco because that's a setup thing with no payoff so far. Or it's gonna be something that's gonna be completely new and introduced in the next episode. Yeah, I don't know. I might, I might just right. be set myself up for, for uh, disappointment. We should find out what happened in the next episode, right? Like we have to. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, they can, yeah because the way they end this episode, it's 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 the biggest what the fuck moment on this, this whole head explosion so thing has been a mystery since like the second episode, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it it, it was with the um the original detective that was taking their case i forgot her name but she she got her head exploded by what they thought was Stormfront. yeah right they're they're under the assumption stormfronts behind this or they know vaude is behind yeah. this but how they're accomplishing it they don't know and so here's the thing though right this just happens everybody's every at every turn where they think they have the upper hand it's like hope is lost immediately they lose they lose that witness that they need it's it's so frustrating. It's like, and by the point they get to, to that point. Okay, wait, backtrack a little because I wanted to talk about the um, Homeland's father figure character and like how he interacted with uh, Billy the Butcher and just, and like just even the implications of all that. Just because I think he points out another theme in this episode, which is I think an overlooked theme, right? Because we want to think the show is about good versus bad and the morally good versus the immoral bad right he he brings out something completely out of left field which is like well what are you fighting for and what is what is actually good what is worth fighting because this thing with Vought is going to be an endless circle of you're either going to lose somebody lose yourself or just keep taking l after l because they never catch it. They never seem to catch a break. All their witnesses just die. All everybody's dying, and even even that guy was like, 
I found my family. Like I have a family and this is what I'm fighting for, which is family. Which something like when he said that it to me, like hit me. I'm like, if you have a family like mother's milk, right? Why would you keep fighting this fight? I mean, I understand why he is. I understand why you would, but what, like what's stopping you theoretically from just walking away and saying, well, like, let me give my family the life that they deserve. Like if, if, if I were to suddenly dry, die traumatically, like what would the implications that be on my family? That's something heroes don't consider, right? Like that's, and, and that kind of question is put forth is like, no, well, think about your family. You have something worth fighting for right there. This idea of a perfect world that the boys are fighting for, like that's unattainable. That's too out of the blue. And you know, that, that side of you, the well-wishing side of you wants to like, no, no, you know, you got to keep fighting for the morally good. You got to say, fuck all racists and fight off all the racist people or whatever. But then this last scene comes at you right after that, right after what we're talking about. So you get this setup of what are you fighting for? And then this last scene comes at you where all that hope you were just feeling is snatched away quicker than a fucking cat taking milk. Like so quick. It was... They just take that hope away. Yeah, and I felt that. It was so frustrating because I am a fan of court scenes. I... I oh, I was just... Yes, that... Chandy, I was just going to say the same thing. As far as court scenes go, I'm also a fan of court scenes, and this was... Yeah, lived up This to had that. such a good build-up oh. as a court scene. I was like, come on. Yeah, oh, I was like, yes. oh, yeah, finally. Tension. One thing the show was From missing. the moment... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, right? You think, like, how does this show get better? You add a fucking court scene into episode seven the ending right yeah and then as soon as homeboy starts rolling in you're like let's fucking go yeah. they got fought by the balls gotcha, nope. and i thought he had him and it was ripped away from me it was fucking ripped away yeah from well me. when homelander looks at him that's when you know they got him right homelander looks back he's like oh fuck fuck yeah fuck and billy the butcher comment like he, i wasn't expecting yeah, that he, he, yeah i got you fucker. yeah exactly because he you. saw the look on his face like you ah like oh man even and they're all at home like watching it over the couch and you're like yeah let's fucking go yeah. oh my god it's such a heartbreaking gut-wrenching moment yeah it's it's like uh i think yeah let's let's be clear as to what happened let's paint this go game, ahead Chaney. um so obviously so they're getting ready to file a Supreme Court case against Vought for multiple charges. The, the whole season, the whole season is built up to this case, yes. right? Um, from episode one. And yeah. Billy was able to get the star witness who was able to um, dig right. up all the dirt. After Lamplighter died, yeah. who was their Sam, uh, who was their star witness, who, oh yeah, we didn't even say that. Lamplighter kills himself because he also has daddy issues. Yeah. We'll just gloss over that real quick because this is more important. Yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, yeah. So the star witness is dead, and yeah, continue where you were saying. I got excited. Um, so they brought him in. Hold on here. I want to get the character's name because he deserves it. Um, oh, the guy yeah, in the wheelchair. The um, that guy. The guy who plays Homelander's father figure. Where is he? Show full cast. Let's go. Come on. He's been in other stuff. Before, yeah, he has. Sure. He's like. He's a good actor. Oh yeah. come on! Maybe I should have researched this before. Uh, yeah. Um, Vagabomb. Um, was the guy who basically created Homelander. Um, he yeah. was a scientist, like the main scientist on him, and he was tasked with turning him into the Homelander that we know today. 
and he even explains yeah. within the episode like oh he used to be a sweet boy never liked doing anything yeah at age five oh. and then he had to you know get uh i love that i love that little like couple sentences you get of how he was at five mm-hmm. he liked trees he liked nature like yeah this guy was a normal curious yeah little he liked boy teddy roosevelt that... and like those like adventurous yeah. presidents yeah. like it's like well of course it was he you know it makes so much logical sense that it's it makes it more yeah. sad it doesn't it though it makes it all the more sad it actually does like you know we, it's weird to talk about a tv show like this because i actually feel when watching this show i actually get emotions yeah. so like the, those feelings are real that like you feel sad for a fake character because it's performed well and they write it fantastic shit mm-hmm. man they write fantastic shit anyways this vagabond um, character was yeah, essential in all the corruption that occurred within um much of the the backstory Vought. with Vought. So he was brought in as a star witness to testify against Vought, which was like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is what this whole fucking season has been leading up to. And yeah. lo and behold, so many people get their heads exploded from nowhere, out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere, like akin to starting with starting him, with him, right. um, akin to uh, season two, episode two. I think that was the episode. Um, like every like so many people get their heads exploded, even um. What's the, what's the other speedster's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy H.A. goes yeah. up again. So I forget his That's name. why I think it might have something to do with the Church of the Collective. You, you know what? You're fucking right, dude. That's that's a valid evidence right there. Because that was a shot. That was its own shot. Yeah. That wasn't him in the background. That was like, no, let's show enough for you right now, Cheney, to bring that up. That's valid observation. So, um, Very in-your-face moment. Very in your face. Obviously, this this testimony was compromised by somebody, either Vought or the Church of the Collective, or maybe both. But mm-hmm. it uh, and then like the, the the feed just cuts out. Like this is live TV. People just saw that on TV, mm-hmm. and then the feed cuts. You're, and then the boys are back home. Like what the flipping fuck just happened? Exactly. And this is what we like to call in the hero's journey the low point, where where the heroes mm-hmm. have no more options. But yet, as according to the hero's journey they will rise and continue to fight the good fight and become victorious anyways, which is why I think mm-hmm. this is a brilliant move in the writing department because like you can't blow your load this early. You got to tease me a little bit and that's okay. Tease me as long as you give me some satisfaction. Unlike some shows like shameless, which gives me no satisfaction. Cut out again. Oh, um, I cut out again, but I said a good point. So we'll just wait. We'll just wait. We'll just... I think you kind of over yeah. there a little bit. Can you get my back? Okay. Yeah. I, I was actually... I think from from your side, though, because I didn't say anything in that bit, maybe other than this part you can cut out, but if your audacity was still running, then should be okay. No, it was good. I was still able to talk at one okay. point. Um, I was just saying that, like, it's okay to, to tease me a little bit for the conclusion, the climax. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, big tease at the Right, end. so this is why I actually really like this move, despite how how much dread it made me feel which is perfect mm. um it, i think it's perfect for the show to to amp up the eventual victory for the boys um so yeah keep teasing me but don't tease me too much like some shows do like shameless which is there's no happy ending in that mo- in that in that show but I, I i think there will be a happy ending in this show not this season maybe maybe not this season yeah i was just gonna say maybe not this season don't don't get tropes up uh, they're they're already in a pretty fucking low point. So and and I'm, 
see, this is the thing with streaming shows too. It's like there's no rules anymore. It really feels like we're in a point of where like maybe how Hollywood was changing in the 1970s with like when Star Wars and Jaws were made, right? It feels like we're at that point of TV shows where like there is no leash on what a TV show can be anymore and what it can show you. No. In one episode, we go from satiring like Disney to having the most gruesome law scene ever put on camera on on a TV show, on a streaming People platform. People slipping over right? like, pools of blood and having their heads explode as they're falling down. It's like, holy fuck. Like, how are they able to get away with yeah. this? We live in a really fun and interesting time for good television content. It's like it's really the golden age of television or something. Whatever people people are been saying that bronze. for like five years now, though. Yeah, I know. Literally, it's been it's been said every decade. But I I think like for real, for real, for real. Like there, this season of the boys is getting higher ratings like than most. I I think they're comparing to like House of Cards, like top level Netflix shows. It's getting there, you know, ratings wise. Um, You're kidding. That's that's it's, amazing. It's, that's such a good news. Yeah, it it it's going toe to toe with like the best of the best right now, which it well deserved. I, I think you know it, it should be critically acclaimed. Um, I'm I'm not a huge awards guy, but if I'm a betting man, I would say this should get a Homelander's award. actor should get an award. Yeah, no, for sure. That's without a doubt. Or Billy the Butcher. Yeah, like here here's yeah, almost like forgot about this. Just him and his father. The small little, the tiniest little scene we get. And just alluding to Billy's history, like his own childhood and shit. Yeah. I love that. I love that scene. And how well it was just told. How that story was told. Yeah, it's... Because it's I don't think we're given a lot of that story before. Are we? A lot of the season has been more background on Billy. Like they've made a concerted yeah, effort but very, to... very low-key. Yeah. Very low-key kind of with his mom calling and stuff. And you don't know where this is all going to and like... Yeah, it it kind of um, it, it's like what we were complaining about, I guess, in the beginning of the season. I'm not complaining, but was one of the criticisms of Billy feels more detached from the boys than in this season, mm-hmm. um, and he is for a right reason. It's because he's facing his own demons. He has his own battles, and in this episode, he really faces it head on, and that's his father. Um, What's the actor's name who plays him? But fucking amazing actor. Hold on, I can pull it up right. F- yeah, find that out. Now. Uh he he was in. I used to watch this. One of my favorite shows. I used to watch my mom back in late two thousands. I want to say that I forget when it came out, but it was a show called Fringe that came on like CTV or City TV. Mm-hmm. Dude, what an underrated show! So good, and that guy was in that show. He was um uh like basically there's like a branch of the government that explores the supernatural and the paranormal and alternate realities and dimensional shit. I got him right here. And uh, he was a scientist of that show. It's John Noble. People probably don't know. John Noble. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's the Hold man. On. He's in Lord of the Rings. What's he in Lord of the Rings? They're both in Lord of the Rings. Yes. That's right. They both, both are in Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. That's a nice little reunion. You should watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Denethor. Uh, now I will because, because this was a great great scene yeah get emotional thinking about it no no it was uh, he billy gets heated obviously yeah. because as far as we know billy's father drove his brother to suicide yeah which is oh fucked and he's like he wasn't strong but look at you look what i've made you 
It's yeah. like oh, like telling him that to his face. Yeah. Like you're like oh, just punch the fuck out of him yeah. already. But then you see, it's like Billy's dad was probably just as bad, if not worse, than Homelander's dad. And then Billy realizes that too. Yeah, after right? talking they're to both uh, like the same to yeah. Buddy. That's the that's buddy a, the yeah, it's a Canadian yeah. thing. My bad. Hey, Doctor Buddy over there. Hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah. The Canadians will know. They'll know. Obviously. Um. So. Yeah, it's um. We're getting, yeah. It's just a, it, it was it was really weird and jarring at first, but I totally agree. It, it's definitely for a good reason, and I like that we're getting more info, more Billy the more Butcher. background on Billy the Butcher, who is essentially yeah, the sweet little mom. Um, He's got a sweet little mom. main character number B behind Huey. So, yeah. But yeah, I love the bit when her, when her uh, Billy's mom was like, "Well, I didn't bring him here for for him. I brought him here for you." Yeah. So you could get out your anger yeah. and let out your resentment and your feelings. Look how you get over it. I much it. prefer the cafe scene with his mother where he's like, he's a cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, overall. I love, um, when, I love when I love when he says he, when they're when he's um, when they're watching the TV and he says cunt. And then the fucking the mom starlight's mom is just like looking around like is that how you talk normally yeah, no, it, <laughs> i love how every character is just like is who like you know it's just they're always like on it's just it's such a i don't know what to say about it what else to say about it? it's a really good really good episode yeah. uh oh, yeah very good episode um maybe we could end this talking about what we think's going down in episode eight season finale yeah where where we're left off here where we're going I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want to set up too many high expectations because I know they just do what they do. I think what what we're given is, um, and from what I've seen, I guess there's been a, prom- a couple promos released, teasers for the next episode, but uh, everybody's kind of reunited now. Um, I guess in a way, all hope is lost and they're going to be thinking like, what do you, what do we do now? Uh, what what is the next course of action? Their lead witness, their if they were gonna go about this the right way, which they have been throughout the show, which is legal prosecution, they can't do that anymore, right? No. So now what? But also, like after that court scene, like what are the implications of that? Like that just happened. Is is no blame or no eyes gonna be on Vaught? Like is that just gonna be? Is that gonna be dealt with in any mm-hmm. way? I think it must, but yeah, it's like just what are the implications of of that courtroom scene? I guess I know? have. Um, I think everything unravels after yeah. that or around that. I have one prediction what for episode eight. Mm-hmm. Queen Maeve dies. That's a bold prediction. Why do you think she would? She's been my least favorite character in the show. What? Or in this? In this? Sorry, sorry, not the show, not the show. In this season, she's been my least favorite character in this. Really? Season. I've loved and just, the thing and she, that they've done with her. She would have been, she would have been really like just like not on my favor. Then she actually had something to do in like the last ten seconds by giving a black noir almond bar. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like like she, she has like she's doing shit. She is a character. She's a realized character, and she has some problems. But I'm just like I'm. I'm I don't want to pity her. You know, like I. I you know what I mean? Like, she's just, I guess up until that last act of saving Starlight, she wasn't doing the right thing. And I guess that might have been pissing me off. Or like, she was just being, she was like victimizing herself, you know? She was, she, she's very, 
to me in my eyes the way I saw her. I was like, yeah, she's been through a lot of shit. She's seen a lot of a lot of shit, but she's only ever thinking about herself and wanting to get out of it for her own reasons. And she doesn't like this. All makes her an interesting character, but it just doesn't make me like her. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know. I I, I think. I don't know what show you've been watching, but Queen Maeve's ep- or her arc within this season has been extremely satisfying for me. I- I've been really loving her character, and I think the only logical thing for her character to do now is to die. I think that doesn't make sense to me because she wouldn't have done anything in the entire show. She would never have stood up for herself. No, she's she she's gonna so she's gonna to not to, stand up for herself. I think Homelander's gonna do some fucked up shit, and I think she's gonna try to stop him and end up. I think dead. I think she's gonna. If okay, if they go that route, I wouldn't be mad. And and honestly, as far as shocks and turns go, they prob they might go do that, like by the death of Helmlander. And I feel like the way that might happen, or just the overall direction I would want this to go is that she's the catalyst that brings down Vought. I would want her to see. I I would want to see her play that role. I don't know. We shall see though. This Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. We will see this Friday. Wow, that's coming up fast. Yes, sir. Season finale this week already. Already two months of a show gone by. All right, I'll ask this question again Friday, but uh, I'll like I won't even ask that as a question. I'll just say like I really enjoy the format this show was released in. Yeah, I, I kind of want to talk about that and, next week. And, I, I kind of had shit to. Okay, let sure, sure, sure. Then let's because like next week. yeah, that's a whole thing about that. That'd be a nice little conclusion to. Yeah, to discussions yeah, you're like, right. The way they formatted the show this season, which isn't any special. Yeah. Like they just didn't release every episode right away. But it was, it, it's interesting. I guess I, what I will say is this. It's interesting that it was kind of controversial for the decision that it was. And that we're even at, we're even at a point in like entertainment consumption now where it's, that's like, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a valid point to be upset about, but it's a valid p- opinion. It's a I discussion guess, it's point a valid, for people a, to make now. It's a discussion point. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's it. It's, I mean, a, it's a valid discussion it, to be had. We're in greatly, like, we're fucking struggling to talk about it. I'm struggling to get through it right now. It's late, bruh. But it's, uh, it's a discussion we will for sure have. Because it's interesting. It's like, well, what's a, what's what's an enjoy- more enjoyable way to view it, Chaney? Streaming it all at once or is... <clears throat> sorry. Or um, on a weekly basis. And yeah, we'll talk about that question next week. We'll leave, we'll leave that one up in the air. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you don't already, please follow our Instagram at Mythic Morons. We post little clips of our show, what we're watching, what we're going to watch, updates on when our episodes are released. Um, we're getting our YouTube set up, so um, stay tuned yeah. to that. Some technical difficulties, but we'll get those sorted out. Um, and if you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Play, please give us a rating it actually helps a lot leave a comment um and yeah thanks for listening i'm signing off